Welcome back to Reality Asserts Itself. I'm Paul Jay. This is The Real News Network. We're continuing our discussion with Professor Alexander Buzgallon. Thanks for joining us again. In yes. New York, I should say. Yes, in New York, yes, I do. Professor Buzgallon is a, teaches political economy and is director of the Center for Modern Marxist Studies at Moscow State University. And through your life, we're telling the modern history of the end of the Soviet Union yeah. and, and the beginnings of I guess a new Russia of sorts. Uh, so in 1999, Putin becomes president and begins really a new era. Um, Putin comes from the KGB. Um, was he in on the, uh, what, what role did he play during the arrest of, Yel of uh, Gorbachev, the rise of Yeltsin? Where, where is he in all this? Oh, first of all, I am not biographer of Putin, uh, so I will not give you something interesting. Uh, I don't have any interesting information. Uh, he was working as a specialist, let's say, I don't know how to use, what word to use in English. In Russian, we have Razvedchik, investigator, not spy. Uh, first, uh, then, uh, when Yeltsin came to power, he was working in the administration of St. Petersburg with one of the close friends of Yeltsin, uh, Sapchak, not Lady Sapchak, she's daughter of uh, Sapchak, father. Uh, and uh, then he went back to KGB, if I'm not mistaken. I never followed to the biography of Putin and became step by step the president, I don't know, the leader, director of KGB. Now it's a federal uh, FSB, a federal system of... Uh, security, something like that, yeah. So uh, when he was nominated by Yeltsin to be a new president, it was an interesting situation. Uh, just a few minutes before New Year, uh, in uh, his speech for people, uh, Yeltsin said that I will not be more president and I want Putin to be next president of Russia. So it was a very big sensation just before. Why did he do it? Uh, first of all, I will finish. So sorry, it was a big surprise for people <laughs> when they were with champagne waiting when we'll be 12. And from 31st of December, we will move to the 1st of January, we received new president. Of course, it was elections, but uh, more or less artificial elections. Uh, why? No, first of all, because the, uh, I think uh, main force of uh, Russian uh, life, uh, big capital, decided to change the model of political organization. In Yeltsin's period, we had the power of uh, biggest uh, bankers together with the owners of the biggest uh, gas, oil, metal corporations. And they control political power, but it was permanent fight between these uh, leaders of corporations. You know, it's Amongst like, the oligarchs. Yeah, yeah. oligarchs, yeah. It mm. likes in feudal epoch, when uh, barons are fighting between each other. And uh, finally, uh, when it's necessary to stabilize the system of accumulation of capital, they understand it's better to have one king, one tsar, and not to have this permanent war between themselves. Yeah? 
they more or less divided Russia between themselves. And during during that, the 90s, they have this the, asset. Yeah, ground. they had 10 years of the permanent, no, nearly 10 years of permanent redivision of the markets, of the influence, of the power, with criminal uh, conflicts, with bloody victims, and with terrible disorder. But when uh, primitive accumulation of capital is finishing, it's necessary to have stabilization of rules of the game. And it's necessary to have political order. And Putin became symbol of this new era, not creator, but symbol. I don't know, top uh, representative, but not master mm -hmm. of the game. It's a big mistake. Uh, everybody thinks that uh, real power in Russia belongs to Putin. No, real power still belongs to the big capital, together with top bureaucrats who became more powerful than before. But this is one new nomenclature, one new strat. And this strata is real master of uh, Russian economy, Russian social and political life. And Putin is symbol. Uh, symbol or more the conductor of an orchestra of power? I think uh, not conductor. Even. Not even conductor? Not even conductor. Uh, he personally can change something a little bit in the distribution of power, of uh, distribution of, uh, I don't know, statuses help or not to help to redistribute a little bit wealth, but not too much. But the, there's a general impression, I, I've heard it from people who live in Russia too, that nothing big goes on without the president's office having a hand. Oh, first of all, not Putin, but administration of president. Mm. This is big difference. Uh, presidential uh, administration of president is not simply a group of uh, bureaucrats. This is uh, people who has very strong connections with business, with uh, executive power in regions and so on. So really there is uh, more or less informal, without exact borders, strata, again, social strata with uh, class interest to keep this uh, semi-bureaucratic, semi-capitalist uh, system uh, with a lot of elements of feudalism uh, to keep this system. So Putin is formally elected in August of 99, but he's more or less already been handed over to him. Um, where are you and how, how does life change? I mean, do, do, is there now more structure? There's laws, there's a system? Uh, really, uh, we didn't have so big changes. Uh, and uh, for majority of Russians, uh, nearly nothing changed. Uh, more stabilization, more, uh, little less uh, criminal activity. Uh, the only re real change which we had in, uh, from 2000 uh, till 2007, uh, even from 1998 till 2007, it was growth of economy. And the main impulse for this growth was not Putin's presidency, but uh, when Primakov uh, became prime minister, after um, uh, crisis in 1998. And Primakov was a supporter of, let's say, Chinese model. He started state regulations. He started support of uh, internal industry, regulation of financial system, and so on. And he gave first impulse for the growth of economy after seven years of crisis. And uh, it was also not bad uh, to keep this, uh, to create this new economic policy um, in the period when uh, growth of prices on oil started. 
and from $25 per, ballon, per gallon, I'm sorry, I'm tired a little bit. Uh, in 1990s, the uh, price of oil was $25 approximately dollars per gallon. In, nine, in 2001, 3, 4, it was up to 150 So it was enormous growth, uh, six times. And because of that, we received a lot of incomes. And part of these incomes were used for increasing of living standards of Russians. Uh, mainly it was used in order to transfer millionaires towards billionaires. Uh, and it was a successful result because we had the second or third place in the world as far as number of billionaires is concerned. We are still among champions, so we are very good in this <laughs> competition. Uh, and uh, for Russians, it was growth of incomes, not very rapid with growth of social differentiation, but still it was a positive trend based on this uh, uh, conjecture. And conjecture. what is the response of the oligarchs to the strengthening of a state, a uh, central state? Um, some seem to benefit, and a few even went to jail. So. Uh, it's like in a feudal country, where from uh, feudal barons, you are coming to one king. Some barons will have even more power and more influence and more property, but some will be killed or in prison. It was in France, it was everywhere, yeah? The same in uh, Russia in 21st century. Uh, we have many elements of uh, late feudalism in our country, unfortunately. So, uh, and now state express uh, interests of the class but if one baron will decide to take too much for himself or to destroy this power uh, or to change a little bit this power, he will be in the prison. The story of Khodorkovsky is relatively simple. He decided not to follow to the common rules. Uh, he proposed the socialization of economy. He said that too big social differentiation and absence of uh, industrial policy is uh, not good for the economy in general and for accumulation of capital, by the way. And uh, if we want, we, Russia, want to have uh, growth, uh, if we want to have new quality of development, it's necessary to change economic model. Uh, but it was not profitable for continuation of the policy which was before and which is now. And he went to prison because uh, he didn't pay taxes. But in Russia, in the 90s, nobody paid taxes, so everybody could be in prison. Uh, it was so, so, enormous. So if the state wants somebody in prison, yeah, there's always a ready reason to, to show, do it. Yeah, yeah, that if you will not follow to our common rules, you will be in prison. So he, he actually wanted a somewhat more social democratic form of capitalism? A little bit, yes. He was not the hero of socialist labor, <laughs> of course, but uh, uh, yeah, it was a relatively more progressive uh, model. And he decided to participate in very active form in uh, politics. Mm. Now, you're trying to keep the left alive during all of this. Um, you're still teaching at the university. Um, what's happening to the left during the, the rise of these the creation of a, a stronger central state and Putin and so on? Uh, again, situation is uh, complex and contradictory. Uh, we have in parliament Communist Party of Russian Federation, which is going down. They had uh, 30, even more percent of the seats, now they have 15. And, and how left is that party? Because it has left this 
other things, but it also yeah. has a pretty vile yeah. nationalist yeah. streak. Uh, so, Communist Party of Russian Federation is a strange uh, organization. Uh, they have an uh, economic and social program very similar with the link in Germany, for example. Not bad, less social democratic program. Uh, but uh, internal organization is very bureaucratic and conservative. Ideology in general is also a mixture of some communist slogans with slogans of Orthodox Church and conservative slogans. Uh, plus, uh, nostalgia, uh, Soviet Union is a symbol of the prosperity and Stalin is a symbol of good life in Soviet period. So, in this case, this is not very progressive at all. Uh, but inside communist parties, there are a lot of interesting good people who simply doesn't have a place to act because this is the only official left organization with all negative features. We have uh, small communist organizations, left organizations. Uh, some of them are not bad, so-called United Communist Party. It's unification of people who were expelled from Communist Party of Russian Federation because they were real communists, I can say, yeah? And we work together with this political group, very close cooperation. Uh, but as I said, the alternatives mainly is movement of people who wants to develop uh, left Marxist theory, who wants to teach, uh, uh, who wants to make real propaganda of left ideas. And uh, we have some positive results. Uh, we have a weekly radio program, open air, 40 minutes, in one of the federal radios, Komsomolskaya Pravda, one of the most popular radio uh, in Russia. We have access to central TV at least one, two times per month, uh, our colleagues, because we are top uh, intellectuals. It's not self-advertising, it's true. We have opportunity to participate in talk show, even in first channel, in very popular talk shows. We had uh, 200th anniversary of Marx. We had six talk shows where we participated, devoted to this anniversary in different channels. Mm -hmm. uh, we have two journals, popular journals, many different websites, uh, not alternatives, alternatives have two, but uh, it's uh, good work, I think. The West loved Yeltsin, and they grew to hate Putin. Why? Uh, this is a big story, uh, to be brief. Uh, in Russia, we had, uh, during the last 10 years, permanent uh, stagnation or before even crisis of economy. No improvements. And at the same time, we had the growth of concentration of national capital. And this huge capital decided to play a role in the world market. And if capital wants to take a piece of world market, it's necessary to have strong state behind. So first attempt to come to the world market led to the uh, bad result. Russian capital decided to buy part of the Western corporations, and Western corporations said, no, 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 never. The uh, Russians said, we will pay a good price. No, no, never. It's our business. Go out. After that, we received inputs for growth of military-industrial complex. And if we have military-industrial complex, it's necessary to use this complex for something. Plus, uh, it was a real attack on national proud of Russians during all this period of uh, Yeltsin period. And after that, we have a country which lost everything. Respect, uh, national sovereignty. We were under the control of uh, United States. We had westernization of cultural life, and it was very unpleasant, terrible for us. And when uh, Putin made first really decisive step and said Crimea will be part of Russia, uh, he received huge popularity. 
Crimea is a special question we discussed in your program not one time this question, but uh, he received yes from people. But the Americans and many of the Europeans already hated Putin before Crimea. Not too much. Uh, really, the crisis, uh, the, the, the problems uh, started uh, after 2008-10. Before Putin was a good friend, it was partnership with NATO, it was no problem in uh, early period, or nearly no problem. Well, the, Hillary was going to reboot the relationship because it was problematic. Uh, Putin was out, the vilification was already yeah, in the works. Yeah, but Putin, was uh, step by step, was trying to create a stronger Russian state. Well, that's what I'm getting at, is, is, is part of creating the stronger Russian state is that these resources are going to be Russian oligarchs, not American oligarchs. Yeah, it's true. And finance, too, like Western finance couldn't get their hooks yes, in the way they... Yes, it's also true, yeah. And, that, and the whole point of breaking up the Soviet Union yeah. from a Western point of view was that Western capital should have a free-for-all. Yeah, but uh, you know, here there is even, uh, it's absolutely visible reason for this. But uh, there is another reason. Uh, power in Russia partly is dependent from the people. Every state, even if it is a marionette of the capital, is dependent from the public opinion, from the public feelings. They must have balance. And uh, for Russians, uh, necessity to have self-respect became extremely important after 20 years of permanent crisis. And for Putin... It was necessary to give response to this necessity. Okay, we're, we're going to pick this up in the next segment because this opens up the whole question of Putin and, and brings us kind of more up to date because I, I, we only have so much time today and, and clearly we could do another 35 episodes. So please join us for the next segment of Reality Asserts Itself with Alexander Buzgalin on The Real News Network.